0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Um, We initially started uh, what was going to be your second day of the tampering, legal tampering episode. And yeah, toss that sucker right into the scrap heap. Um, It's becoming, it's turned into an emergency Locked On Browns episode, Uh, the Cleveland Browns um, I'm sorry, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, guys. The Cleveland Browns have now acquired Odell Beckham Jr. When you have guys like Mike Garofalo saying, this is not a joke. I'm serious. Adam Schefter backing it up. Odell Beckham is officially a Cleveland Brown, And my lord, um, I, we're going to get into the trade. Obviously, some other moves here today. We're going to have... Uh, uh, a great time busting this all up here. Uh, Pete Smith, NFL Spin Zone here. Pete, first, give us the details, and let's get this party started.
1: So the Browns give up the rights to get Ed Oliver. That's a show, let's call it. Uh, no, okay, so they gave up, they gave up 17th pick, uh, 96th pick, and Jabril Peppers to get Odell Beckham um, on value. I don't know how Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman get out of the building. Um, I, I, that's terrible in terms of return. Now, granted, they, they get another first-round pick. They've got two now. They've got Jabril Peppers, who is a building block-type player, and they get a late third-round pick. Those are all good things. But I, you, you, you took I, – I, I think you shed some, some, some value here. And and it's not even just the value. It's now trying to rationalize to your fan base that you took Saquon Barkley over a quarterback, then traded the entire goddamn roster around him, and are saying this is going to be good. That's tough. Like it, it just there's a lot of things here that that just seem really, really backwards from the Browns' standpoint. I think the value here is fair. Uh, I think the Browns did a, a good job here. And as you and I have talked about, my whole issue with the whole Odell Beckham thing uh, was let's not go so deep into our draft assets that that basically the entire two drafts or whatever worth of first-round picks could conceivably be standing on the sideline with a hamstring type thing. I love Jabril Peppers uh, as a person, as as a a player, as – a guy, and having seen how he deals it, particularly with kids, kids love Jabril Peppers, and, and he cannot say no to them. I've seen him operate live. He's, you know, he's got a smile that just, you know, very infectious. He just has that natural charisma around him that people are drawn to him, and, and like specifically with kids. But at the same time, uh, the Browns give up a first round pick, a player, even if it's a very good player, a guy who probably warns Going to the Pro Bowl last year, and and a, and a very late third round pick, and they get a legitimate phenom wide receiver, a guy that now changes how people have to defend you, a guy that you know sets the the, the pecking order for your receivers, and the Browns officially have no needs anymore, other than safety. Although they don't necessarily need safety, it's Derek because this is how works. Right. So, like, Derek Kindred's still there. So, again, it's interesting. But just from a pure football value standpoint, you have to love what John Dorsey did. The human element part of this sucks. It just does. But you come back and you're like, wow, the Browns are really, really good uh, all of a sudden. And the expectations are through the roof. And as much as it sucks to lose a guy like Jabril Peppers and you hope he does nothing but great things with the Giants – you're still sitting there smiling. It's no different than, than Zeitler, where it sucks to see a guy like Zeitler leave the leave the building. Uh, but at the same time, you love what Olivier Vernon comes in. Uh, the only thing that surprises me is that it took this long to consummate. It's the the idea that you know there's no leaks, and this is the one thing that just has been there and been there and been there and been there and it's always one of those things that there's so much hype there's so much hype there's so much hype that you know it eventually doesn't happen just because it's been out there so long and yet these guys both sides apparently just kept hammering at this and and that's fascinating because it's one of those things that just generally doesn't happen but if you're asking me are the Browns a better team than they were 20 minutes ago the answer is 100% yes.
0: All right, I I honestly don't know where to start with this. And actually, I'm getting the little tingles in me. Um, I go back to 2014. Um, I I had some draft crushes in that draft. Odell Beckham, and granted, he played with Zach Mettenberger, and it was terrible. And look, Jarvis Landry kind of went through the same fate. You saw some guys who were talented, and these guys, it was hard for them to get a lot done in college because part of the reason was Zach Mettenberger. Odell Beckham... Everything he did was so effortless. And the talent level with inside his body, it just resonated. And he closed out. Uh, it was his bowl game, you know, the last game in, in LSU. Pouring rain, sloppy-ass, crappy field. And this is when the one hand, everybody wants to go to that cowboy game and that catch. Odell's going down the sideline, soaking wet ball, trash field, just spears one. And both feed in. Only needed one, obviously, in college. And I, and I went on and on. And I remember there were tweets and guys. I I retweeted the tweet today, and it was you know from April of 2014. I'm done tiptoeing around this. Odell Beckham is the most talented wide receiver in this class. And other than injuries, he's shown that he is just based on pure talent. And we're talking versus guys of Sammy Watkins, versus guys like Mike Evans. He is just that guy. I do want to go with this real quick. Uh, one of the crappiest shows, radio shows in New York City. Uh, it's called CMB. Chris Carlin. Maggie Grace, fantastic. I don't want to give her a hard time. Bart Scott, the old linebacker. First things first, a three-man radio booth sucks. It's just terrible. One of their producers, Sean uh, Sean Marash. This was a tweet, and let's just check here today. It was put out at 159 today. I love Cleveland as a city. It's underrated to visit. However, their blind insistence they have a chance at trading for Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason continues to be laughable. Sean Marash, I hope you get fired. I hope they throw you out of the building, you clown show. This has been out for eight to nine days. And if it was over, somebody would have put down a hammer and said, Stop, Odell Beckham Jr. is not going anywhere. As far as the New York Giants, whatever the hell you guys think you're doing, Please explain it to the rest of the world. Jabril Peppers, love the kid. Great player. Me and Pete went on and on as the season went on last year. You put this guy in a comfortable position. Week in, week out. He's putting together a solid effort. It's really starting to show that Denver game. We must have spent freaking 12, 13 minutes praising the living hell out of this kid. He is not a building block. You've got Saquon Barkley at running back. You've got Eli Manning, he could be 38 or 68, there is no stinking difference. You've got a great offensive line, and you got a really, really good, strong safety who showed that maybe he can start to do some things 12 to 15 y- yards you know, behind the line of scrimmage in some coverage. Whatever you think you're doing as an organization, good luck with it, because it's embarrassing, it's terrible. I own Odell Beckham's college jersey, that's how much of a fan it is, I was. I, I won't buy pro jerseys. But you want to know what? It's the white, it's the purples, the gold, looks good, whatever. I still have it, it still hangs up. I just put the picture up a couple minutes ago. I have an autographed tweet from Odell Beckham that something went on. It was like some promotion that was going on that was up through Twitter, and it was done during uh, the weekend of the NFL Awards when Odell took home his Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is, and now you, all right, you gave up pick 17. Once you brought in Sheldon Richardson today, once you made the move for Olivier Vernon, and you, the biggest problem in the room was defensive line, and now you went and you got to this route, and you know obviously Jannard Avery's still there. You still hopefully have Emmanuel Agba. Uh, you know Cooley, whatever he's still part of it. Maybe you can get some guys here. With still with eight draft choices, you gave up pick seventeen, pick ninety six, Jabril Peppers. Jabril, love you, gonna miss you. Um, there was a little bit of an incident. I don't even want to say an incident. There was an incident where Jabril's name was involved. If you guys didn't know about that, you do a little research. You can check it out. Um, Jabril, you know, obviously a Jersey kid, didn't grow up far from MetLife, going to come home here. And like Pete said, great with the kids, great with the community. He did not grow up in a great area, guys. Um, Jabril, if he continues to excel as a player, he'll probably come here to New Jersey and do some really great things and help out, you know, uh, some parts and some areas around MetLife Stadium that could use somebody to ask some people to dump some money in the community and help some of these kids who aren't going through the best of times. But this is, I, I don't even know where to start, Pete, but I mean, Pete, for me and you and guys, everybody was, you know, it was, it wasn't always that. Oh, You know B- Baker needs wide receiver 1 Baker weeds wide receiver 1 we didn't, yes, we truly felt that he didn't need it, yes, he was the, and like I always said, the palette, the painter he can use it all but if this is all it cost you to get Odell Beckham and look, Derek Kindred, good player he's not what Jabril Peppers is you can still add to that, obviously it's a huge safety market still plenty of guys in free agency it is a huge safety market Some of these kids tested really well and surprised us. You can, I don't want to say you can replace what Jabril was this year, but you can get some guys who can do the job. Pete, I just, I honestly don't know where to go with this, but I mean, if this is what it took to get Odell Beckham, it's kind of like, you know, know, well, here's, you know, a a $500,000 car, but I'll give it to you for 500 bucks. I mean, it's kind of hard to say no to this deal.
1: No, I mean you can look at it as the Browns used their first round pick on Odell Beckham, and they threw in Jabro Peppers in a third round pick. I mean, who's not doing that? I mean, again, I love Jabro Peppers, but it's like Kevin Zeitler. I can love these guys and be like, yeah, I'm still, uh, it's 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 doing it. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, and I guess we have to take some credit for this trade on the show because we've done nothing but try to build up uh, Jabril Peppers' value. And uh, now he gets us Odell Beckham. So you're welcome, Cleveland. Um, but, no, I mean, it's it's a really, really good safety class, free agent-wise, draft-wise. The immediate guys who jump out at me right now are uh, Juan Thornhill, who I think is the best safety in this draft, <laughs>
0: Guys, if you and, haven't noticed by now, Pete's got himself a little crushed on the guy at UVA, and it only... and I will tell you this: Pete was all over Juan Thornhill before Juan Thornhill went in and tested like a goddamn wide receiver.
1: Yes, and that, he's obviously got a testing to finish. And the other guy that jumps out at this, and, and and I, I mentioned him during the combine that he could be like Jabril Peppers. It was Chauncey Gardner. Uh, John C. Gardner Johnson is it john C. Gardner Johnson yes. uh, uh, out of Florida who's a two hundred and ten pound guy <coughs> uh who tests really really well um you know this you know it, it, safeties tend to strong safeties in particular tend not to go super super high and there's just so much being packed into the uh first round of the draft that it seems like these safeties are going to fall that maybe they trade up from 49 if they have a guy they really really like but they may be sitting there and a guy's just sitting there uh falls falls down to them and they go ahead and grab him and and say boom we've got our guy and if that's the case and that guy this is also
0: without now we really haven't even really looked into the free agent safety market which is a pretty good one as well. So I mean, we, we've had no need to. That's something we I was obviously going to have to dig
1: into as well. Yes. So and, and and the other question with this is, what does Steve Wilkes really want to do? Um. Do, you know? Does he want you know, a more of a box guy? Does he want effectively to really be able to divide divide the field in half? Uh, and, and get a guy who can do a little something, or maybe he wants a true combo safety. And to me, I think, one, Thornhill is that shrunk safety who can give you free safety stuff. And, and, and I don't know what his agility is. I don't know if he's going to test those things. But to the point where he was at in the combine, he was testing like Eric Berry, who was that, you know, coming out was a guy who played corner uh, in addition to safety and was just everywhere. Was just Return a phenomenal. Kicks. that's how athletic he was. Just a, a phenomenal like athlete. System. Yep. And if you're saying you've got Demarius Randall and you had a guy like Warren Thornhill next to him, that's a great situation, or Gardner Johnson uh, is another guy in that in that group. But this is a very talented safety class, and that not only defers where they have to pay money in that Jabril Pepper's contract was going to come up as sort of an awkward, uh, awkward uh, area in terms of how they deal with the salary cap, uh, this – sort of deals with that. But now there's a report that they're going to restructure this contract. Um, and I don't know what that looks like, as I don't with Olivier Vernon. And they've got a number of other contracts to work out. So I guess we're sort of waiting to see, you know, how, how ultimately the dollars and cents are going to be put together over the next couple of years. Because I, I am firmly of the belief that the Browns are setting this up so they're going to have more flexibility next year to really make that run. That They're, they're basically going to find out what they have this year – basically you know obliterate this year's cap roll over the remainder and then have some free cap coming next year and again i don't know how this works but hotel pecca may well actually free up some cap because of the way you know if it goes into rollover versus regular cap but yeah it's 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 just fascinating to see how this is going to work and and now it's a question of is Freddie Kitchens has to just be sitting there drawing stuff as we speak, if he can hold his pen steady enough to to do it. But
0: now nah, we know Freddie. Freddie, right now it is cocktail hour. We know Freddie; he's going to throw a couple back. But tomorrow morning, and it's going to be the it's going to be the let's go to all this stuff that everybody told me was too stupid. It'll never work. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, hell yeah, it'll work. I've got athletes everywhere. I've got. Players everywhere. I mean, if you're Freddie Kitchens right now, I mean you let you gotta be laughing at the stupidness of what you've got to work with. You got a tight end who's an absolute stinking freak. You've got one of the best wide receivers in the game. You got Nick Chubb. I mean we'll get to it. You brought back Bashard Perriman, who's just a big old, you know, stallion who can run for days. There's a lot to do here, Pete. Um guys, iTunes, rating reviews. Uh, do me a favor, jump a five star over there, written review. Um, yeah, it, it helps the show. It helps the show's growth. Uh, I appreciate you guys for everything you do with that. So please, uh, if iTunes is the way you're going here, go ahead, jump on over there. Take care of that for me.
1: But by, by the way, we did other, sign other guys today. Yes, and we
0: are going to get to that. I mean, uh,
1: but, but that's you know that's what sort of happens. Is yeah, you know. but
0: to, to get to cover. Like, guys, I love Odell Buckham. I mean, and look, guys, I mean, I understand there's going to be some older school Brown fans, you know, that, oh, well, you know, didn't he once lift his leg as an end zone dance? And look, does he get frustrated at times? The one thing, and this started with Odell Buckham as a rookie, and I think they were playing the San Francisco 49ers at a time. And it was a close game, late in the game. Eli Manning hit him about seven, eight yards. Odell wasn't the primary receiver. He fought tooth and nail to try and get the first down, ended up a yard short, got up, spiked his helmet down, and the Giant fan base, and what I'll tell you guys, it's a really old fan base. We joke about them here in New Jersey, like the the tailgates are like, you know, Zinfandel and cheese. Most tailgates are beers, keg, whatever's on the grill, I don't care, throw it in a bun, give it to me, whatever, mystery meat. That's the, not the way the New York Giants were. Oh, well, I don't know if this guy is giant material. I don't know if he's this type of guy. And they asked him after the game, and he was like, no, I was pissed. I didn't get it done. We had a chance to win the game. And Odell Beckham Odell Beckham Jr. wants to win. That is one thing I can tell you about him. As much success as he's had on this field, and look, he obviously off the field, promotions, everything. Odell's got a lot of money coming to him. He's got a lot of endorsements. He wants to play meaningful games. He wants to win. He took some crap because they had an off day, and him and the receivers went down to Florida, took the day off. They were back in time. Nobody missed a meeting. Nobody missed a film session. Nothing. But the the, the Giant fan base is older, and they're weird, and they're set in their ways, and they're cookie-cutter. You know the Tom Coughlin five minutes early. But even here... Odell Beckham Jr. missed, uh, when he was drafted, hurt his hamstring early in his first camp with the Giants, missed almost all the entire preseason, missed the first four weeks, but even Tom Coughlin, the oldest curmudgeon in the, this has got to be done, this has got to be done, the week Odell was back and available against the Atlanta Falcons, he was out there, out there for 50, 60 reps, caught a touchdown pass, late in the game it was a close game, threw Odell out as a punt returner. So even the oldest and the, the the curmudgeons of the league realize how immensely talented this guy is. Then there was that one-handed catch against the Dallas Cowboys and Odell Beckham just turned to a really good young wide receiver to this sensation around the league. But trust me, this guy will do whatever is asked. He wants to win. The money is great and there are players in this league and it is just screw you. Pay me. There are guys like that. Um, One of them is a running back who's still not signed yet. But there are guys who want the combination of both. They want to play in the meaningful stages. They want to play in big games. They want to win. They want to get paid. So this is a really fun acquisition. So uh, we've gone 20 minutes here, waxing poetic, guys. I could go two hours and 20 minutes. But Pete, there was more done here today. And now you bring in... A guy for the defensive line here, and look, obviously, you know the, the Vernon deal was a great deal because you now you gave yourself a bookend to Miles, and you made Olivier Vernon's life a little bit easier, where he does not have to be the left side defensive end battle these big old left tackles, and he's a little bit undersized. So Vernon's here. Sheldon Richardson here was a guy, and we had highlighted him, a um, you know not the biggest interior player in the world. Um, but can do a lot of things. Has at His track record on the field, Pete, is very, very, you know, it's very good. Grades out well. Does some impressive things as an athlete. Sheldon Richardson, this was early today, about 8-ish Eastern, maybe a little bit after. But Adam Schefter, it's a, it's a three-year, $39 million deal. I believe uh, you can go with the guaranteed money, Pete. But Sheldon Richardson here brought in today just another guy added to this Cleveland team.
1: Right, um you know it wasn't the big move that people were talking about certainly you know it's not this Odell Beckham move now but it is a really good move and the money's probably going to be super front loaded i'm guessing it's 3 uh, 3 years 39.5 million million, uh .5 million uh, guaranteed uh but what he does is he gets pressure and there was a stat from Next Gen stats that said um you know talking about Pressure percentages, Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon were both super high. And then it was uh, Larry Oganjoby, Sheldon Richardson, and Emmanuel Ogba. That Emmanuel Ogba uh, were all basically at the same level. So they've got a bunch of guys who just in terms of pressure generate a ton of it. Uh, I, you know, Certainly he, he makes them better against the run game. But it's about getting to the quarterback. And especially now that they've got – uh, you know, Beckham, they plan to be in front. They don't plan to be playing, you know, behind or, or gutting out games too much. They want to be playing with leads, and they've got guys with these pass rushers up front, with a guy like Joe Schobert, who's really good in coverage to, to cause those turnovers. They've got, you know, a great setup uh, to to make this team better, and and, you know, you hope – that uh, Sheldon Richardson has calmed down uh, over the years and and can just be really productive for the Browns. But he's a guy who absolutely makes the Browns better and probably a move that will not get its due until training camp starts, maybe even not until the season starts, when people realize how talented he is, uh, how talented he was coming out of Missouri, how talented he was initially with the Jets and just stuff that sort of slowed him down a little bit. So, you know, if the Browns can get all of these things aimed in the right direction uh, and stay healthy, they are really, really dangerous. And, you know, obviously, you know, the 7-8-1 uh, type stuff, that that's that's long gone. It's, it's not only you have to win the division, it's you have to win the division, you have to win at least one playoff game, if not more than that, which is very – Something I I don't know I've seen really happen, um, but that's that's certainly where we're at right now. It's I mean, and this is a,
0: you don't you don't want to say almost like you scrap everything because this happened, but and Sheldon Richardson. Now keep in mind this is a former defensive rookie of the year here, so there is no joke here. Um, obviously, there were some ups and downs with the Jets. Part of that is because the Jets themselves. This was during the Rex Ryan era. They had no idea what the hell was going on. So Sheldon Richardson, now Sheldon Richardson can play on the inside, and he's a very quick, penetrating defensive tackle. There's been times where he's been a hand in dirt defensive end. There were times, and the Jets, this is something, guys, if you know this team at all, they have not had the true edge since John Abraham. Some of these guys, some of you guys listen to the show, anybody listening to the show, probably don't even remember who the hell John Abraham is. There were times where Sheldon Richardson played a stand-up edge rusher. For that team um kind of excelled in all facets um you know got moved on to seattle you know seattle spoke very well of him you know me and pete will joke a little bit you know maybe he was one of the better citizens you know, for some of the guys out in seattle um then got moved to minnesota um andy carlson if you are ever, ever looking for great vikings coverage uh andy carlson does a bevy of vikings pods um he spoke i believe he described him today as he was the stir the, st- st- uh, the straw that stirred the drink for the Vikings defensive line last year. This guy is uber talented. If you had said after his you know rookie of the year season, oh one day you could get him for a contract for three years, 21 and a half million guaranteed, you get laughed at, joked at, you know, you know middle finger, whatever. Nobody would have ever have thought something like that happened. But you get yourself in a little bit of trouble and you got to fight your way out of that hole, reprove your rep. Everybody will always love, you know, not everybody's John Dorsey. Not everybody will take the gamble on a guy. Who's had some off-field issues, so you know it limits your market. So also, it also limits your earning potential. A guy like Sheldon Richardson, for the money you were going to pay him, and the fact you have to, no compensation, he was just a straight guy on the market, and you get him. You can do, you know, put him next to Miles Garrett in passing situations, twists, stunts, all of that stuff. If you want to take Larry off the field, you can put Ogba on, or you can put Sheldon Richardson inside. You could put Miles inside. You can put Vernon on one side. We still have Gennard Avery. We're not truly possible what his role is. Those are four pass-rushing dogs that can get it done in nickel and dime. You can still use Larry, who can get after the passer. You still have Emmanuel Ogba, and we'll see that. Chris Smith is still currently a member of the Cleveland Browns. There are just so many ways you can go. And, you know, they said defensive line was something that was big. It was something they wanted to attack. They said big and long. Didn't really go that way. Sheldon doesn't fit that. Ka- uh, Vernon doesn't fit that. I keep wanting to say Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey was another Miami player back in the day. Olivier Vernon, we'll get there. But, you know, Pete and I, but there'll always be these screw-ups. There'll always be these mix-ups. But it, what they've done for that defensive line, it was just crazy, crazy impressive. Pete, um, it was weird. We started this early, and I almost felt weird the first time I said it. And I brought the name up, and it was like, hey, you know, Brashard Perriman, there were a couple of plays today. And it just felt weird to say it. And here was this guy when they first signed him. Look, there was nobody really available. And this was after Rashard Higgins went down. And they were just in a rut, needed a receiver who at least, you know, had some NFL experience. Brought in Rashard Paraman. And as it went on, Pete, he was like we almost kind of giggled to each other. And like every time it was like, well, here we are mentioning Rashard Paraman with a key play today. And then it was to the point where I was calling for him, like, let's get this guy down deep in the field, throw him one, and then all of a sudden he started to catch a couple of them.
1: Right. Uh, It went from, holy crap, he caught a pass to, okay, he's catching some passes. Throw him another one. one. (laughs) To, oh, wow, he just made, you know, 50-yard play or whatever it was the first time. Carolina. To, man, I I like seeing him get the ball every week to – man, why are we getting the ball to him more and then it's quickly, you know, it wasn't like he had a ton of plays. Uh,
0: no, I can give it to you. I will tell you right now. And here, guys. And Actually, you know what? I put this out on Twitter today. We'll drop this here. For anybody who was, and there were some, a bunch of you, and don't go run and hide. Tyrell Williams, Tyrell Williams, Tyrell Williams. Okay, Tyrell Williams is looking for 10 to $12 million. And we're going to break it down for you. PFF grade. Pass reps. So this is when he was on the field and his team passed. 568. 41 receptions. 653 yards. 5 touchdowns. Keep in mind, there was like a 3 for 128 against our Browns. So if that's the only time you saw Tyrell Williams, yeah. Looked pretty good. So 16 games. That's his season. 41, 653, 5. Let's go have a little fun now. Rashard Higgins. 13 games for the Browns this year. 344 pass reps. PFF grade, 68.1. 39 receptions, 572 yards, 4 touchdowns. Brashard Perriman, 145 pass reps. That's all he saw in the 10 games he played for this team. 16 receptions, 340 yards, 2 touchdowns. You just kept Brashard Perriman for one year, $4 million. Meanwhile, Terrell Williams is out there with that resume looking for 10 to twelve. Enough with the Tyrell Williams talk. I don't. I'm glad he's not here. I would rather have Perriman. The fact now you're going to pair him with Odell Beckham. Um, we'll see what happens with Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. We're going to see what happens there. I mean, Rashard may be in a tough spot here. It, unless somebody you know doesn't match this offer whatsoever, we could be in a tough spot with Rashard Higgins. Which again, now that would suck as well. You we hate to see guys. Who took this team out of the dumpster and made it respectable to seven, eight, and one? You hate to move on from those guys, but if you're starting to add headline attraction speed, it, 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 sometimes you know casualties happen.
1: Right. Um. So the Prashad Perriman things great from that standpoint, but like you know, and, and you're hoping his contributions keep going. But like knowing what we know now with the Beckham thing, you know, it's easy to sit there and imagine. You know, you've got a three-receiver set of, of Beckham, Callaway, and and Perriman and going, wow, that's a lot of speed and a lot With of playmaking. With David brother.
0: Njoku and Nick Chubb on the field. Guys, get excited. That is fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's there's just a lot of playmaking potential. Like, whatever you think of Paraman and, and I, I think this is a great deal for the Browns, and, and, and I, I, you know, hopefully this means he's going to, you know, have another successful season. And then he goes on somewhere else and has, you know, a great career and, and earns a big paycheck, but in the meantime, you have, you know, a guy who is a, a a verifiable stud athlete in terms of his size and his 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 speed and 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 his ability to track track the ball deep. And Antonio Callaway is a really big, strong dude. Who can also do things with the ball in his hands, and you know has that you know sort of a tailback mentality in terms of his physicality. And now you've got Odell Beckham, who is no slouch in terms of his strength. And and you mentioned how he was your top receiver that year. He was second for me. I had him behind Mike Evans, uh, but neither of us notably fell for the Sammy Watkins train. Um, but <laughs> he's not weak. Whatever you say. Yes, he's very very fast. He's very very agile, and and that stuff stands out and it's very impressive, he's also pretty strong. So they have three guys potentially just, you know, out of that group, just talking about athletically, that have speed, strength, and and, and in Beckham's case, a ton of quickness, where they are a guy who can fight through a tackle and keep running and make plays after the catch, which is exactly what fits Baker Mayfield, I mean, you know, for whatever, you know, cautions we've had when it comes to Odell Beckham it was never a question of his fit in terms of Baker Mayfield he does everything that Baker Mayfield you know, does well
0: precise it's, route runner can get vertical
1: yeah and I'm hoping that certain elements of the Cleveland media can control themselves and aren't immediately going to be trying to find this dude out and about to make a story out of him he uh, dances oh
0: my god he was at the club he danced you know, you know there's going to be a few of them you know it
1: and no Tony Grossi he does not play golf <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, Brashad Perryman is is good on on its face. If, if there's no Beckham trade, it's that much more interesting with it because you just have so much physical talent on the field.
0: Well, I mean, well, now first things first. You put Odell Beckham Jr. into this mix. Who are you going to double cover? You're going to double cover Odell Beckham Jr. Brashard, big, tall, strong, fast. David Njoku, What do you what do you say? Same thing. Um, Antonio Callaway, strong, small in stature, fast. I I don't know, it's going to be very tough to defend this team. And the fact that you have Baker and the precision that he plays with. Brashard Perriman, guys, this was exciting because this was a guy, and this is what is cool about following a team, following a player through a season. Like Pete said, we thought nothing of this. It's Brashard Perriman, you know, he it almost kind of became like Brashard Perriman had become like a league punchline. Like, you know, you don't want to end up like Brashard Perriman. But in the end of the day, when you do what we do, nobody wants to see anybody bust. And when a guy, and I always go back to a guy like Darius Hayward-Bay, who's got to be 10, 11 years in this league now, and if the Steelers ask him to play some receiver, he'll contribute. Found his way, and he put together a 10, 11-year career after kind of, you know, struggling early and busting out, and you got to you know climb your way back up the ladder. To see this for Brashard Perriman, and guys, whoever gave Pete crap about this today, Drew Rosenhaus is a freaking snake. We've talked about this. We've covered it. Um, the problem for Brashard Perriman is how do you tell a guy that you, your family has known since probably before you were alive that you're going to cut ties because you're not sure if he's got your best interests at heart? Nobody thought more of Brashard Perriman, than the Cleveland Browns. And when John Dorsey said it, we gave him a fair offer. If he wants to go look around, that's fine. And guess what? He got back here just in a nick of time. Is uh, Nat- uh, go ahead. Break, breaking news. Oh, my God. What else do you
1: have? Matt Waldman tw- tweeting a picture of the Browns hat. He's back. Oh, my Lord. That, that may, be the, that may be, the, be the biggest news of the day. That may top it all, that Matt Waldman is officially back. Oh. So- Oh, so oh. yeah, I mean, look, it's what are we, what have I been saying? And I, and I, and again, I credit it every time. Tony Kornheiser, when the Browns got Baker Mayfield, welcome to the era of unbridled enthusiasm. This is only taking that to another level, where you know, the, the, the this is it's insane to me that you're saying for the Cleveland Browns, winning the division isn't enough. Oh no,
0: I mean, you're almost to the point now. I mean, look. Obviously, you're going to say Kansas City, you're going to say New England. You're not going to disgrace either of these two franchises that played in the AFC Championship game last year. But uh, who's got an easier conference? Who's got an easier... I'm sorry, easier division? Oh, yeah, right now. Uh, uh, Because, look, uh, Baltimore is just getting worse. Pittsburgh is just... Go ahead, Pittsburgh. Uh, Apparently, you had some issues with Tyrell Williams. Go ahead, because that's what you're going to need. Juju Smith-Schuster. Love him as a player. But uh, if you're the only show in town. Good luck with 75 defenders around you. Uh, and then there's that other team. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love all the mock drafts and the fact that I never see a quarterback going to Cincinnati. That's a good one. But Pete, we got to give a couple seconds here b- before we do more. Carl Davis is back. 31 snaps. Somehow Carl Davis got going to stick him in the fold. And hey, maybe, maybe something comes of it Maybe, Pete, me and you look like geniuses, and I'll look smart, and Chad Thomas will be DJing in South Beach by Labor Day weekend. But go ahead, Pete.
1: Uh, it's, This honestly raises more questions than it does answers. Like, who was focused? Apparently, if you're working the Beckham deal, you're
0: working a Sheldon Richard agent signing, you're working on Bashard Perriman. Like, who was the guy that went up to John and said, hey, Carl Davis will stay? Like, who was the one working on that deal?
1: Right, so like... It, to put into context, when Carl Davis was released by the Ravens, he was a, a big after deal, a waiver after guy. Yes. Like he was, he, like a bunch of teams put in waiver claims on him. Like he was a prize, and then the Browns get him. You're going, wow, you know, this is a, a nice talent. He's a big body, uh, and then it, 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 it was like he disappeared. Like he didn't exist this year. He played 31 snaps. And, and part of you is, like, sitting here going, you know, what's the deal here? Is there an injury? Is there something else that he's in the doghouse? And and does this really mean anything? Like, this, this may be just your back, you know, if, if you don't beat out whatever we bring in, you're going to get cut anyway. There's really not much there to, like, really sink your teeth into here other than, at least from a body standpoint, they have another body with – Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, and and one of the things I've been harping on is they have to find a way to maximize Larry Ogunjobi. He cannot be dead on his feet for two-thirds of the season and then ultimately injure his arm. You have to get him a breather, and and preferably somebody who can really stop the run so he can be in there for more more pass rush snaps because he's a really talented pass rusher. Um, So, yeah, it's... It, it, it's more. It's just interesting to see what happens with it. it. It's sort of a nothing thing, but at the same time, it's you know, it's interesting.
0: And our buddy Matt Walden just responded to me with a gif of a guy on a horse jumping rope. So yeah, guys, Matt Walden is in. I'm going to tell you right now, the bandwagon here for the Cleveland Browns, uh, it's going to explode. It's going to fall to pieces. Um, the Carl Davis thing, and I actually was joking with Pete. I was like, maybe he just didn't want to break his lease of his apartment. Maybe he didn't want to move. Um, but you want to know what? For Carl Davis, now you look really, really smart. Can you find a way to sneak on, make this 53, and be part of what right now, you know, look, I mean, Kansas City, obviously, you know, New England, you know, most of it, unless you are a Patriots fan or you, you live in that area, oh, boring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs are sexy as hell. But, I mean, uh, Cleveland's coming for that. Sean Dorsey, kind of a piece in both those puzzles there, guys. Pete, I'm just kind of, like, going through some of this. I mean, like, Nick Chubb, I mean, he could run for 1,800 yards this year.
1: I mean, because how do you stack the box against this team? Right. I mean, the other person that should be, you know, don't get me wrong, Baker Mayfield's got to be, you know, I don't know if he can stand himself right now. Um, But the other guy who's got to be sitting there going, man, this is good news for me is Nick Chubb. Because when is he going to see a loaded front? You can make I, an offensive line of me, you,
0: Stephen Thomas, Justin Higdon, and a couple other guys, and he's still going to eclipse a thousand. Like it's nobody's business. How? I mean, it's 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 going to be like stealing candy from a baby.
1: Right, and it's not like teams could really sit on the run last year. At, well, I should say after they made the quarterback switch. But now it's not only can they not sit on it. Now they have to dedicate potentially two guys just to stop one receiver. So Nick Chubb may be sitting there, like you may see him put his hand up over his over his helmet, like looking for defenders to to, to account for. To media? Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's never been a question if he makes you better. It was all a question of what it would take to get him. Olivier Vernon, it, it didn't, you know, it took Evan Zaitler, which is not cheap by any stretch, but it's a good value. What did it take to get uh, Odell Beckham? It took a first-round pick, which, you know, was so always baked in somewhere. You knew but you but were also, though, but you,
0: can, you can say this. You did maybe give up two ones because, obviously, with Jabril, and he was proving more and more to be worthy of the pick. So, essentially, you did give up the two ones, but this is it. It's over. There, you know. And, look, it, it, Rashard Higgins moves on. The Browns are still going to have nine draft picks in this draft.
1: And, and more importantly, the ability you know, with those, there are nine, nine draft picks, but a lot of them are in a position where they can really move around and get say, I want this guy, and I'm going to go get him because I can do it. Uh, so it's now, and they don't have a ton of needs. Certainly safety stands out now, and, and maybe they'll add somebody, maybe they'll go insane and add a guy like Earl Thomas just because, you know, why not? Uh, but... You know, if, if they want a true, true, strong safety, they may be sitting in their draft and, and going with, "Hey, let's go get one, Thornhill, or let's go get uh, Johnson." But the point is, they don't have to do anything, which is where John Dorsey, at least, you know, was the situation he was in last year, and that's when he did his best work. He doesn't have to chase anything. It's now I want to go get good football players who are going to help me win, and now he's in the in, in the uh, in a position to do it.
0: I mean with I mean if, if Higgins turns into a pick you have nine picks. if it turns into a four pick draft class, a five pick draft class, I, that's possibly where you are and it's you know 49. I think you know does he want to get himself? Obviously last year he had that sweet spot with Corbett and Chubb you know to have you know some you know, have picks early after you know, the first 32 went and you get another night to sit back and say, okay, who are the best 10 on the board? Right now, and Nick Chubb, they had a first round grade on. Obviously, they thought the world of Austin Corbett. John Dorsey, right now, he's love him or not or whatever. And you know the way he handles you know troubled players, or you know and me and Pete are a little, you know we'll never dislike, the, we'll never be happy with the fact that a guy like Kevin Zeitler finds out on Twitter that his entire life and his yeah. What they
1: called? I hope they called call Jabril.
0: Eh. Eh, you know what though, Jabril's been busy at the local YMCA's playing some hoops, so maybe some guy there went over scrolled his Twitter and told uh, Jabril between a, you know, a quick break between uh, you know first one to eleven or so. But it's tough. You move on from good players like Kevin Zeitler. You move on from good players like Jabril Peppers. But if you were just go, if it's only going to enhance the product, I mean, it puts you. I mean, it's tough to move on from these guys. But at the end of the day, guys. This franchise has been back here for 20-something years and done nothing. Its expectations are through the freaking roof. The amount of notifications I've got on Twitter right now, I, I think are in the hundreds. And because most of you know most of my followers and know what I think of Odell. Um, and a lot of them are Sheldon Richardson related as well. Guys, it's been a really, really good day, and you know, look, I, you know, I'm not sitting down here with a a calculator breaking down the number. There's still something that could be added. Um, you know, you want to add another free safety here? Does he want to go more a traditional, you know, like we talked about with Wilkes? Does he want to split the field in half? Um, are you now going to maybe look into the cornerback route because now 17 isn't there? Um, there are some cheaper linebackers available. It's there's a lot going on here now. Obviously, the course of the offseason plan has changed a little bit. Um, Whether John thought he was going to be able to get this one done, I don't know. Um, You've got to be able to have an A scenario, a B scenario. Are we going to be able to get Odell? Are we not? How are we going to handle each one? But there's a lot going on here, guys. A lot went on within the league today. We'll get to that tomorrow night. Look, Green Bay had a good day. Uh, the Jets uh, you thought they had Le'Veon Bell, thought they had uh, you know Anthony Barr. Le'Veon Bell still out there just playing his mind games with everybody. Anthony Barr apparently <laughs> talked with Greg Williams and said, nah, man, I ain't sacrificing my shoulders, banging in the 330-pound left tackles. Down in, down out. Anthony Barr went back to Minnesota where he's comfortable in the role he's comfortable with. Kendricks is a really good friend of his, so and that's where, as much as we want to say, yeah, free agency is open, it is still the tampering, because anything now, guys, nothing is legit till tomorrow at 4 o'clock, free agent-wise, until that paper is signed. Look, Sheldon Richardson is great, Perriman is great, but until tomorrow at 4 o'clock, none of this stuff is 100% official, and you always get a guy or two, whether it's medicals, backs out, or whether a guy just has a different change of heart and says, you want to know what? This is a better opportunity, you know things of this nature. I mean, there's a there's just a lot with that. Uh, Pete, any late hits here? Anything breaking we need to get to? But I mean, this over the last hour and a half, this just went off the rails.
1: Uh, no. Other than you know Lane Atkins over at the OBR, who and by the way, they, they've been killing yeah. it.
0: I will tell you. Hey, look, Jared Mueller, Lane Atkins, the OBR guys. Now we've talked about this things. Uh. It started with Kareem Hunt uh, and Jared Mueller. Look, we're tight. Jared's been on the show, former host of the show. said, yo, just a heads up. Uh, you might be ready for the storm of your life here. And he knew the way me and Pete felt. Look, we're not huge fans of these troublesome guys. You know, They come with a lot of baggage. You got to be careful. About an hour before, yo, heads up, be ready. Guess what? Kareem Hunt signed. Nobody else in the Cleveland media had that one. Andrew Berry, I got the message from Jared on a Friday. I kicked it over to Pete the following Monday. Andrew Berry on his way to Philadelphia. Obviously, the GM spot for Cleveland was spoken for. Andrew Berry wants to progress to be a GM of an NFL franchise one day. And now, they started this Odell train. And they started, I guess it was last Monday night, Pete. I think that's when we had Renell Ren on. Still got hopes for that one of you guys. Um, from Arizona State. I got off. Checked the messages. I kicked it over to Pete. What wow, well, Pete? Look what the hell is going on here? Like this is legit to it. And there were two forms of it. There was because originally it was a Zeitler package type of deal, and obviously it turned into the Zeitler for Vernon and a draft pick exchange. And but now there was the second version, and there were a lot of it put out today. Um, but I mean, those guys are killing it, Pete.
1: There, yeah, I, I'm uh, absolutely. Echoing that 100%. And uh, multiple local reporters, and, and obviously Lane Atkins teased this is, is the Browns aren't done. And uh, so, uh, let, me, let me make sure I have this right. Glenn Moore of the. He's a former reporter with Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Those missing Jabro peppers are going to love his replacement. Browns aren't done. Uh, Daryl Reuters reporting that uh, the Bron- the John Dorsey's not done. So it, you know there may be another move coming, and it may be a safety. Uh, whether that's trade, whether that's signing, whether that's you got to uh, remember
0: though, any safety who may have agreed to something right now is still fair game. So I don't know. I mean, it... good lord. I feel like I need a nap, but I don't know if we can take one Pete.
1: <laughs> right. And then uh not bronze related, but nevertheless, kind of a big deal. D Ford going to San Francisco for a twenty twenty second round pick. Um, that doesn't feel like a lot for D Ford. Uh, but those 49ers are gonna sign him to a five year eighty seven point five million dollar deal according to Josina Anderson. She's risky killing very it risky. And yes, Josina Anderson, although I I did rip her Fairly, I think, when she was on ESPN earlier and then said, An AFC North team is talking to the Giants about Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I'm sure it was the Ravens, the Steelers, or the Bengals. And then Chris Mortensen immediately got her and goes, Who are we kidding? It's the Cleveland Browns. Um, So, yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? To be the, you know, him,
1: Odell, and Willie Sneed,
0: and seven tight ends? That wasn't appealing. Um, Odell wasn't going to Cincinnati. Um, let's see, every skill possession wants to run the hell out of Pittsburgh to get away from Ben Roethlisberger and whatever that franchise is doing. Um, but look, I mean, I, I understand. Look, and this is maybe Justina's first big run as being a big time. Look, these players love her. The, uh, you know, when she said it and she's not saying people are telling me, she says so-and-so is telling me, you know, Landon Collins tells me he is going to the Washington Redskins and good for her. It's always nice to see good blood uh, new blood in this. It was uh, Reggie Wayne broke Antoine Bethea to the New York Giants today. Um, you know, it's nice to see it work that way. Um, a lot going on here. Look, uh, Green Bay Packers, great day. A lot that they did. I just want to make make sure we mentioned that or whatever. But we'll get to more and more of this as we goes on. We go on. Uh, yesterday, guys, day one. The Browns aren't doing anything. And how many mem- memes did we see, Pete, with the, the the stick and the do something, do something. So what comes through today? Sheldon Richardson, a freak athletic defensive tackle who can play anywhere along the defensive line. Rashard Perriman returns. Can't forget our guy Carl Davis. And the Cleveland Browns, it stinks to move on from Jabril Peppers. You traded away pick 17. You traded away pick 96. But Odell Beckham Jr. is a Cleveland Brown. Can you imagine a year ago, even a little maybe a year and a half ago, saying, the Cleveland Browns would be so enticing. Odell Beckham Jr. wants to be a part of them. <laughs> Pete, man, I mean, you want to talk about it, a lot changing. And, and most of it is since, what, week 9? I believe what was it, October 29th when the two Stooges were kicked out the door. So from October 29th, and look, guys, and look, Jarvis and Odell are tight. But this is all about six. Baker, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. ain't no fool. You want your fa- you want your numbers, you want your legacy put into somebody. It shows to tell you what one of the game's greats thinks about this guy. So from October 29th to here on March 12th, how much has changed the fact that one of the greatest players in the league said, yeah, I want to be a part of that?
1: Yeah, um, it, 100% it's Baker Mayfield. Like, we can talk about all the other crap... Nobody was talking about. People were talking about changing the culture, but nobody was talking about a change culture until six was in there, and they were winning games. And that that
0: that, that Thursday night,
1: right? So, look, you get a quarterback, things change, and and you know there are people who have been criticizing, saying, "Well, Baker Mayfield doesn't change anything." And the guy I point to is Drew Brees. That is the only reason that team is like that is because of Drew Brees. It's not because Tom Benson was some great owner. It's because they had that guy and they got a coach to go with him. And hopefully, the Browns have those two things in place. Jim Ursay won a Super Bowl. Jim Ursay, of all people, won a Super Bowl. You got Peyton Manning. Now he's got Andrew Luck. When you have those things, it's not so difficult to, to attract talent. This is where we're at. People want to play with a great quarterback, they already recognize he's a great quarterback. Whatever you want to say about Sam Darnold, God bless him, and, and your Jets did sign Henry Anderson, which I think is a smart move. Um
0: We told you that was a better fit for him.
1: It's not they're not knocking down the door to play with Sam Darnold. I don't know if receivers even want to go anywhere near Lamar Jackson right now. Um, Josh Rosen his his situation in flux. The Bills got a couple guys to go with with uh, Josh Allen. Guys are knocking down the door to come play with Baker Mayfield. That that that's not random they understand how good this kid is it's you
0: know, and you know it's not that he's just selling himself guys it, it's also the tape uh you ain't the shortest guy in the you know you ain't one of the smaller guys in the room where people are just buying in from your verbiage it, it's the it's the 27 touchdowns it's the fact that he took an 0-16 franchise to 7-8-1 and 1. It, it, like you're not fooling people with this stuff everybody accepts he's the real deal Cleveland fans, uh, you know, for my, you know, I, I, you know, I know I have listeners who sell the season tickets. I don't know what you guys going to do now because you're going to be flooded with phone calls, and I, I'm not sure if you've got it, but guys, ecstatic. Um, I get to cover one of my favorite players in the league on a daily basis, which I, 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 I could not be more excited about this product, this team, everything. Uh, Pete, I, I mean, gets to write about as much as, and we talk about this whether it's Jake Burns, whether it's Pete. Oh my it was God. so much, what did I miss now?
1: Mary Kay Cabot tweets. Oh, good with, God. With the, uh, hold on, it just got pushed down. With the, Jesus Christ. With the Browns trading for Odell Beckham Jr., Brashad Perryman wants out of his one-year $4 million agreement with the Browns, a source tells Cleveland.com. Who wants to bet what that, who, who that source is? Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, there's no way it's not. <laughs> there's no way it's not. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 there, there's another thing to keep an eye on. I have a feeling that basically the Browns are going to tell Rashad Perryman to sh- shut it. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, again, fire. D- don't stick with Drew Rosenhaus. It's just not good for you. It's not going to help you out. Get a better agent. But whatever And
0: here's is. the other thing. Stick with the goose who laid in the golden eggs. And guess what? Rashad Perryman... You will be open so much to the point where you're going to catch the ball and turn around and look for defenders because they're going to cover everybody else. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, if they had visions of an 80-1200 season, fifty-five and eight and seven scores would have been just fine. Whatever. If if Perriman wants out, whatever. I mean, so I mean, obviously some st- talk here could have been whatever. And I don't understand why you have to say you want out of it. Anthony Barr just said no. So it could just easily work that way. So something else to monitor as the days go on here. Um, if he had thoughts he was going to be the number one receiver here, Prashad Perriman, no, it wasn't going to work that way. There were going to be a bunch of two plus whatever. We're not going to go to that. Guys, uh, like I said, Pete's work, Jake Burns, work, these guys, it, we all love to talk about a better product. You guys listened to these shows in 2017 where we tried to, you know, turn a turd into a piece of gold. It's not like that anymore, guys. It's gold. Talking about gold. It's onward and upward. And, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, the, the goal was, yeah, this team could win the division. It's a lot more than that, guys. It is light years more than that. So I appreciate you all for the listens. Follow Pete, uh, you know, at, uh, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore uh, read the work on NFL spin zone. Locked on Browns podcast. As always, we keep it a follow-back account. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, follow me over there. Keep everything coming, whether it is, uh, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, Locked on NFL Net. Make sure you're following over there. Everything's funneled through from every Locked on show. Uh, guys, it's, it's a really good day. Be excited. There's still more to come. Could be eight draft choices. Could be nine draft choices. Still some free agent dominoes to fall. We'll see how this all plays out. But enjoy every damn second of it. This franchise is, not only is it back on the map, it is back on the map with authority. It's been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB Let's go Brown.